You don't really think you can keep me in here, do you? I am a child of hell. And you've managed to really piss me off. I'll give you credit, that's not easy to do. You better hope I stay locked up in here. I know hundreds of ways to kill a person. A few of them you might actually like. I know I will. And as soon as I get out of here, I'll make sure it hurts. I'll make you scream. I'll make you suffer. And then I'll fuck myself with whatever is left. Hello, and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. My guest, this episode, back so soon. Bree Conklin is here. Hey, it's me. I'm back. Because we're, we're talking about Lilith. Now, first off, this is Lilith from 2019. There's like five different movies called Lilith that are all on Amazon Prime. And I was not maybe as descriptive as I should have been with you because you began watching the wrong movie called Lilith, correct? I did. And I just remember my friend uh, took on this task with me. I was like, we're going to watch this movie. And then I showed him the cover of it. And then so we thought that we got the right one, but it, it was a totally different movie. I'm not sure which one was better, but, you know, we'll say that I watched, <laughs> I watched them both. <laughs> well, I think we might have a, we might have a, a debate here today because, yeah. Lilith from yeah. 2019, a pretty cheap movie, but a movie I had a lot of fun with. I understand there's a bunch of reasons why I should hate this. There are things in this movie that I have made fun of other movies for on this show, but there was something about this. I don't know. I kind of dug it. <laughs> you no, not so I much. Can appreciate it for, I can appreciate it for what it was. I thought that the actors and actresses, I think that they did a pretty good job. But I feel like some of the storylines were a little bit, could have been worked on a little bit more, you know? I, I, I will say that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the acting in this, for this sort of caliber of movie, this level of low-budget movie is better than most of the ones I've come across with this show, certainly. I don't know, it just feels like it feels like an R-rated episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Anya kills all the other Scoobies. That's what it feels like to me. And I'm here for that. It's a bunch of pretty people doing stuff. And I'm always fine with that. I kind of got the feel that this was uh, Mean Girls for Demons. Yeah, that too. Just because they're like, come on, we brought you here. They summoned this demon, but also, the shame should have been on them because what, like, also, like, Lilith told them, what did you expect? What did you expect was going to happen if you summon a sex demon? <laughs> sex demon. What a good so, And then, I guess the lesson that we all can take 
is you don't fuck with the occult and you don't fuck with magic you don't know much about. Yeah, which seems like a pretty good lesson from, is there ever been a movie where people fucked around with magic and it turned out pretty good? <laughs> Other than Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> probably not, not really. But you know what also? I think that they could have monetized the uh, diva cups. I just, I was like, this would have been a perfect opportunity to tell people how they can save the planet with their periods. And then instead of like collecting their tampons, because when you use a diva cup, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but there's a free horror movie scene with every time you put your diva cup in and take it out. And that would have been much easier for the demon. You could have just poured your little cup out onto the grave and then she wouldn't have had to spit out tampons. Yeah, we'll get to all of that. I also feel like the fact that this was written and directed by a man is slightly bothersome to me. I feel like there's stuff in this movie that if it were written by a woman, I'd be like, yeah, all right, cool. But I, I, I don't know. <laughs> there's stuff in here that like, I, I don't know that a man has the best perspective on this necessarily. Well, no, it makes sense. I, I guess it makes sense now. <laughs> Yeah, some of the stuff. Because when the, uh, like, uh, I, like, I found, I was like, oh, they're being grossed out by periods. I was like, a woman didn't write this. Yeah. And it's not, look, it's not as kind of male gazy as you would expect. Like, there's no nudity in this movie at all. For a movie about a sex demon, that's something, you know? So, like, it's pretty mild tempered as far as that stuff goes. Yeah. For me, it's 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 a bunch of hot people doing hot stuff. I don't know, but like hot in a way that's like, like not like they're not all like supermodels. They look like hot people from your town. Yeah, you know, like if you were at the mall and you saw, you're like, oh wow, that person lives in my town. They're very hot, <laughs> you know. Yes, right. But like approachably hot. I don't know. Everyone was good looking, and shout out to um, Baby Morpheus, even though like. <laughs> He was in that movie. I was like, oh, sweet. That has got to be uh, Lawrence Fishburne's son, right? Yeah, playing the professor. It's, uh, what's his name? Is it Langston? Fishburne. Langston Fishburne, who is, yeah, he's Lawrence Fishburne's son. He also played young Lawrence Fishburne in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, like, he played his own, like, the young version of his own dad. But, yeah, he's kicking around this movie for a hot second. I, I mean, I thought he did a really awesome job. I wish we would have seen more of him and what had happened to him. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's also you know, again, it's it's quite low budget, so we're not we're not getting a ton of even the gore we get there isn't like, you know. I think all that money was spent on making a sexy Twilight demon. <laughs> yeah, her look, Lilith's sort of demon form look is definitely like it's a good design. It just, you know, yeah, I mean, the budget show definitely really doesn't tell look if she amazing. was wearing black makeup or green makeup. It was green. Like, She's all covered in green. So, I mean, but even when she was, like, out, like, hey, girl, what's up? I was like, is that black lipstick or is that dark green? I couldn't really tell because the quality of the film. Oh, like her human form? I think it was black. Yeah. But I noticed but, that she could wear green a lot, so. I'm, I'm also here, you giving me a goth redhead? I mean, that's, I'll take that all day, every day. <laughs> with that. Well, let's get into it. There, it's, it's a pretty strong 
a pretty serious logo for a movie that's like half comedy like it's black and ominous music and then like Lilith is scrawled in cursive and like looks like blood and it starts so starting out you're like oh this is like a serious serious movie no not really <laughs> it's pretty but we open on uh movies that i made um with my friends when i was in sixth grade <laughs> where we would just like film in each other's houses and then we would uh like take cut out boxes and turn them into dummies and stuff and then we'd pretend to be really terrified it reminded me of that but with like maybe a high school budget Oof, shots fired <laughs> I, I, you know and you know what no like, it's I look it's a very cheap looking movie but i it definitely i've watched a lot of movies at this budget level and it's better than most of them in a lot of ways for me for the act i i say that the acting was good and the script has its moments. There's some there's some lines here and there that I was like, okay. <laughs> but for the most part, it's not too terrible. We have some college students in a theology class. They're talking about demons and man's nature for good and evil and all that stuff. So we're kind of place setting or, you know, setting the table for that kind of stuff. Uh, our sort of main character is Jenna. It is her fifth anniversary with her boyfriend Brad of course his name is Brad it might as well just be Chad but it's Brad <laughs> so she can't hang out with her friends today because it's their anniversary she goes over to his house she's all dolled up and walks in on him in bed with another woman on their anniversary and you know she's coming over like you're bad at how long have you been getting away with, away with this for so long well he lost count we know that She's yeah, like, that could be. Been happening. He's like, I don't know, and it's just, I don't know. I did appreciate that the girl was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I had no idea." <laughs> yeah, usually... that's a nice, which is why it kind of surprised me that this was written by a man because you would think it would wind up being the two girls fighting or something. But like, no, the girl that he's sleeping with is hastily I'm putting her clothes on and is apologizing, like, "Oh my God, like I'm mortified. I didn't know he had a girlfriend. I'm out of here." And she never goes, Jenna never goes at this girl. Like, she's focused on my anger is at Brad. Like, this girl just slips out and never gets another word from Jenna, which is nice because that's how it should be. Because it's pretty rare that a woman knows she's the side chick. Like, it's all, you know, it's that's on him. That's on his secret shit, you know? Don't take it out on each other. Take it out on him. <laughs> You've both been yeah, wrong. I thought here. that none of the girls were targeted. None of their fault. So I did find it awesome that mostly males were targeted yeah it's a very which is again is why it surprised me that this was written directed by a guy because it's it's a very in most ways there's moments here and there that are <laughs> a little mm, but it's very kind of empowering female, female forward and very not really giving a shit about what guys have to say about any of this you know <laughs> like it's very yeah very woman-centric which is nice and then it was a woman demon that took them all out instead of like some satan so she is heartbroken of course and she goes over to see her friends we have uh sort of her best friend emma who has a girlfriend kim who are like a wiccan couple and then there's charles who looks like nerdy topher grace yeah, he, he looks a lot like Topher Grace. 
facially. I mean, um, I thought he was. I thought everybody in the movie was pretty cute. Yeah, not bad. Um, he clearly has an unrequited and unspoken crush on Jenna that he's had for a long time. Just the way that he, just the way his face goes when she <laughs> talks about Brad and little things he says here and there that aren't like he's never like super needy about it. He's never like forcibly like, but why isn't it me? You know, it's very keeping it on the on the GL and being cool about it. So. And I'm such an idiot. I didn't even realize until the end that he was in love with Jenna because that's how observant I am. I was like, oh yeah, maybe he's just, you know, a supportive friend. But, but it, I miss signs all the time. But it pays off at the, the very, the, we'll get to the last scene, but it, pay, it pays off in a pretty funny way for me, his whole crush thing. So Emma gets the idea in Jenna's head that like, oh, you should have like magic revenge. Like we should, you know. Make that fucker pay. Yeah. And we should, like, I could probably like figure out a way to summon a succubus to go after him and like get revenge on him, which. And Jenna thought it was like demonic STDs, which was, she's like, oh yeah, this will be fine. Yeah. I'm not sure what a demonic STD is, but like that movie made me think, what would a demonic STD be? I'm not good, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I was just Bad like, news. actual fire coming out of your genitals. <laughs> or like warts, but your warts have faces and they scream at you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they're just saying Bible verses. So Kim's not hearing any of this. Kim is like, no, this is a terrible idea. She won't say, we'll come to learn she has reason to not be down with this. But for now, I just seem, you know, she's like, no, we're Wiccans. We don't, which is true. The degree to which Wiccans who don't even believe in the devil or demons are doing like black magic Satan succubus stuff in here is a little much for me. Like <laughs> you're really branching outside of your Wiccan territory into stuff that you really don't even believe in, but it's a movie, what can you do? Wiccans are never really presented correctly in movies, so. Aren't they more into like white magic and doing like nature spells? Like, just kind of like, hey, we hope that it rains. Yeah, it's so. all nature stuff. And the number one rule is like anything you put out, you get back times three. So if you're putting out bad vibes and you're doing bad stuff, it's, you know, karma's a bitch, you know, it's going to get you. But they don't even believe that the devil is a thing because they don't believe in any biblical stuff. So <laughs> they don't, yeah, they definitely don't worship Satan. So. Which is funny because then they had that professor in the movie talking about like the origins of the demons and stuff. It's like, Maybe you could have talked about Wiccans. Well, I mean, when you're when you're talking about a theology class, that's usually pretty clearly the the one specific theology that we're gonna get into. We're not gonna talk about anything else. We're gonna real deep dive Bible stuff. But yeah, Kim's like, no, that's a terrible idea. And uh, Emma gives Jenna a chance to kind of sleep on it, and think about it. And Jenna gets up the next morning. He's like, no, I don't, revenge isn't really my thing. Thanks for offering, but I think, you know, I'll just have to learn to get over it. <laughs> you know, don't put yourself out on my account. We don't need to mess with any of that stuff. But the next day, back on campus, she sees Brad walking the halls with his arm around a brand new girl already. The day after they broke up on their fifth anniversary. So she changes her mind. <laughs> she says, no, you know what? Maybe a succubus isn't such a bad idea. Let's do this. Then her friend gets excited and then just dumps everything out of her bag and starts squeeing. 
Yeah, she's so ready and excited to do to do this, which makes me wonder. Not only is it like I want to help my friend and help her get this revenge, and I'm super excited about revenge on Brad, or if it's all. I wonder if part of her has always kind of wanted to delve into the darker side of things, but she never had an excuse to do it, and she kind of had her girlfriend Kim tempering her kind of. But now, like the floodgates open, like I'm gonna fuck around. <laughs> yeah, but she's very very excited. Find out. <laughs> So she has researched some things and it's her Jen and Charles standing on campus and she's like, all right, here's what we need to discover. Full moon, we got to go out in the woods and do the circle and do these things. And we need, menstrual. Uh, we need menstrual blood. And Charles immediately is like, I'm out. Bye ladies. I don't even want to talk about this. I'm a nerd. I'm uncomfortable thinking about any of that stuff. So he just walks away. And even Jenna's kind of like, ew, no, I'm not, <laughs> you can't have my menstrual blood. Thank you. <laughs> but and Emma here's what good friends they are Emma's like no but I know like I know your cycles like <laughs> she must have a calendar or something because she's like no because I know you start your period in a couple days so we'll, it's fine it's funny but all I feel like all my friends are like that too we all know hey at the beginning of the month Bree's usually a bitch so we try to avoid her <laughs> and it, it makes it easy because they have apps for that True. I'm this, wondering what what time it's, it's, period this was though. Like, when was it supposed to take place? I assume it's, I mean, the same time as when it was made and came out. So 2019, 2018. Nothing about it said it was screamed that it was set in the past or anything. So yeah. Uh, so they go out in the woods. Just Emma and Jenna out in the woods doing the ritual. It seems like nothing happened and it didn't work. And then Jenna kind of gets lightheaded and passes out so Emma has to rush her to the hospital and as soon as they leave Lilith is, is born yeah comes to she always calls it topside so earth you know and she's born out of a sack and this is a real budget thing because I'm I, I'm sure they were going for sort of like an amniotic sack or some kind of gross oozy you know tarp. But it was, she was in a burlap sack <laughs> that she tears her way out of. It's not very impressive looking. But she comes out, she's all green. She's got like four, yeah, she looks a lot like a Twilight from Star Wars, like you said. She's got gross teeth and red eyes and. A little bit hot though, you know? Still, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I feel like, and here's the thing. Yeah, I think that if this was a movie with, with a $50 million budget, or hell, even a $30 million budget, starring Anna Kendrick, this would have played in theaters and a bunch of teenage girls would have went and seen it and loved it. And this would be like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I totally see that. So it's only the fact that it's so low budget and it's, you know, no one's ever seen it or heard of it, you know, but I feel like there's something here that would work very well if it was more, I don't want to say presentable, but more, you know, kind of in the spotlight and with a bigger budget and bigger actors and things like that. I laughed the whole time when she was being born because I was just thinking, I was like, if somebody just discarded their nasty used tampons and tried to summon me with those, I'd be fucking pissed. Well, she gets it. I mean, it's probably like, different. The last... that, I thought she pulled a rat out of her mouth, but she pulled a tampon out of her mouth. Yeah, she coughs up after she comes out of the mud or whatever. She coughs up <laughs> Jenna's tampon that they used for the which is and that's why I was like, was this was this movie inspired by that one? It wasn't TikTok. It was like that girl on Twitter that ate her tampon. 
I, I don't know anything about that. That was like a few I'm years ago. I'm upset that now that I, now I do. So thank <laughs> well, you. I'm the only one to know about it, okay? But yeah, so it's kind of funny, also kind of strange and I don't know. Yeah, she, she gossiped this tampon and, and we're off to the races, so to speak. And then she shows up. Well, Jenna's in the hospital and Kim comes to, Emma and Charlie are already there, hanging out with Jenna in the hospital. Jenna's like, no, I'm all right. I just like got like lightheaded and I passed out. And Kim and Emma have a conversation outside where Emma admits what she did. And Kim's like, I cannot believe you did that. I warned you not to do that. She's like, it didn't even work. Don't worry about it. She's like, no, but you don't know what, you don't understand what you're messing with. I've had this problem before, before you ever knew me. Apparently the backstory is her and a bunch of her friends, some in something once. And we don't get a lot of detail on it, which is fine. But the gist of it is that they summoned something and it, ruined their lives for a year like and it was a real problem so she is not down for this and she's like i told you not to do this i'm like i need to think about if we're even like in a relationship anymore bye <laughs> so she's real serious about it so it must have been bad so now kim and emma are on the house presumably the next day or whatever back on campus jenna's doing fine she's walking around and she meets the human the human form of Lilith, which is this, yeah, like this goth redhead who's just walking around like she owns the place. And she's very, and she sees her and it, something about her catches her eye and she follows her into the bathroom. Like, what's up with that girl? And we learn that they have like a, a, a connection. Bond. Yeah, which makes sense. But that's why she's sort of like, I got to follow this girl and see what her deal is. But they have a conversation and I really like Lilith because she's very, again, this is how it kind of feels like a Buffy character to me. She's very like affable and friendly and did not, not what a, you would think a demon would be like she's never she doesn't talk all serious and like archaic she's like but never like way over the top like internet speak or like i like, am the like, you have summoned me <laughs> it's not like that but also not like hey girl omg blah 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 you know like she just yeah. i don't know but she comes in and she's very friendly she's like oh you must you must be jenna you summoned me Nice to meet you. I'm Lilith. You can call me Lily. You know, let's talk about this Brad guy that you that you're on about. And they have a pretty friendly conversation that I I have to imagine Jenna at first doesn't even believe. Like this girl's messing with me. Like this can't be <laughs> Lilith the succubus that we summoned. But she kind of comes around and they yeah they have a conversation about sort of how succubuses even work. They can't get pregnant. Human problems. And they see Brad walk by with his arm around another girl and he immediately is struck by like he sees Jenna and Lily sitting there talking and is making eyes at her immediately like he goes around the corner and then sticks his head back around the corner to like look at her again like whoa who is that now who's Jenna's hot new friend so this guy's an asshole but the plan's working like immediately <laughs> it takes no time at all for Lilith to get her hooks into this guy yeah, they are bonded by, Lilith and Jenna are bonded by what she describes as a tingling sensation in the vag, which is, okay. yeah, I don't know if it's like a, mo like, <laughs> like a low jack, but in your privates, I don't know, but she can, tingles. I guess they can always sort of find each other because the closer they are to each other, the more it tingles or something. It's not really terribly well explained, but, and then again, the next thing we have is Brad and Lily, Lily are out on a date. She's At coming like on eating fried pickles yeah this isn't like a fancy date this is this is brad putting in minimum effort but he doesn't have to put in much effort because she's 
you know, she's already on board. And and, and wait, more than the, he even knows. Notable, he tells her, "I like that you can eat whatever you want. It's so sexy." And I was like, "Damn, I must be Brad's dream woman because I eat whatever the fuck I want to." But I was like, "Yeah, finally, like bitches that get eaten done." <laughs> I was happy. Well, she's a demon, so she's probably never has to worry about her weight or anything in her or her diet anyway. But it's such a it's such a veiled what do they call that negging like it's such a veiled insult disguised as a compliment that these guys are so good at you know that's like oh it's cool to see a girl who can just eat whatever she wants which is also his way of saying like jesus you eat a lot and like (laughs) you're gonna gonna get fat like so this guy sucks brad sucks speaking of sucking so we get so we get (laughs) Then we cut to just Lilith and Brad are having sex. And again, it's nothing, I mean, it's a sex scene, but it's not, you know, it's not too over the top. It's not, you know, again, there's no nudity. There's no, it's pretty subdued. But, and they get done and she's like, hey, you all right? And he's like, I don't know. I'm thinking about Jen and maybe I'm a bad person. Cause like the first thing I did when I saw that Jen had a new friend was sleep with her. So maybe I suck. So he's this close to like figuring it out, but he's not going to get a chance to really figure it out. She's like, hey, let me take your mind off. And starts going down on him and straight bites his dick off. But you know what? Well deserved. Deserved. <laughs> That's fine. He won't have to live with that shame very long because then she like eats his neck and like she tears him up real good. So Brad is, hell. Brad is dead. And then she goes to hang out with her friends to tell her, hey, look what I did. Well, Jenna wakes up because whatever, whenever Lilith kills somebody, Jenna can kind of, because of their bond, Jenna can kind of see it. So she wakes up from what she assumes is a nightmare of like, like she just watched what happened. She watched Lilith kill Brad, but she just thinks it's a nightmare or whatever. But then they turn on the news and all over the news, their local news is that like, oh, local college kid was found by his roommate, all torn up like an animal got in there. And it's a real mystery. And so Jen and Emma are like, oh shit. Like, that can't be her, though, right? Like, that's crazy. And Jenna has to tell him, like, no, I met her, though. Like, she, we had a conversation, and I think this is her. And then Lil shows up and just walks into the, just walks into Emma's house, like. Blood hanging, or just yeah, with still, blood all over Yeah, she's still got a little blood. I think she had a piece of chin. stuck in her teeth. Yeah, Are she picks sure? out, she's like, ooh, ooh, hang on. And she's picking out, she's like, anybody got a toothpick? And she pulls a little chunk of something out of her teeth. Like, <laughs> But yeah, they have a conversation of like... And then she is really into the Wiccan friend. That I loved that, where she's like, hey, you're the Wiccan. And then they have kind of a whoo, and then they bond over that, and then it was short-lived. Yeah, she's like, I knew Jenna didn't do this by herself. I knew she had to have help. It must have been you, right? Hey, nice to meet you. Thank you for bringing me topside. I haven't been here in a long time. I appreciate it. And I kind of want to just, I don't want to go back. Like, hell's not great. <laughs> so I want to just like hang out with you guys. There's better weather. And they're like, no, you just killed, you killed somebody. That's not cool. And she's like, well, that's, yeah, and here's the conversation. Where she's like, but that's what I do, though. Like, I'm, like, what did you think was going to happen when you summoned the succubus? And they're like, I don't know, demonic STDs? And she's like, no, no, I fuck people and then I kill them. Like, that's how it works. And you didn't, apparently you didn't research well enough because that's, this is literally all I do. And so they're not very welcoming to her and she's kind of bummed out about it. And I like, what I like about Lilith in this movie is that she kind of just wants to be their friend. Yes. And everything bad that, ha- like, if they had, 
look, I understand why they didn't. But if they had embraced her here and been friends with her, nothing else bad that happens bad in this movie would have happened because they would have just she would have just palled around with them and been their buddy on earth for a while. But they rejected her. They reject she her. Cool enough for them. Well, she's a, a murderer from hell. So I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but I just think it's it's funny to me and cute to me that she just wants to be their friend. <laughs> this demon is just like too. That's kind of great. But yeah, so they kick her out and so yeah, that's when I thought that they were kind of mean girls. And then she goes after the professor. Well, yeah, the next the next the next day they're in class and Lily just shows up in, in their theology class and starts dropping knowledge bombs on the professor. He's talking about the horror of Babylon and all this stuff. And Lily raises her hand and starts and lets go of this litany of like facts and stuff that the professor's like, hey, wow, who are you? I don't know who you are or why you're in my class, but you're like, you know what you're talking about. And then she comes to see him after class. Well, before that, they leave class. Lily approaches the, the Scoobies in the hallway and is like, hey, where are we going? We're going to go hang out. And they're like, no, we told you we're not friends, right? She's like, well, what, like, what can I do for you? You want me to like get the term paper on the professor for you so you guys can cheat? Or like, what do you want me to do? And they're like, no, we don't want that. We want you to go away because you killed, like not our friend, but you killed a guy. And that's not what we wanted. And we won't, don't want anything to do with you. And she genuinely looks hurt. <laughs> like her, her face, it's good acting. She genuinely is like, oh, all right, well, all right, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> like it, at, at that, I was like, I get it. She's probably thinking, what a bunch of ungrateful fucks. I did exactly what they wanted me to do. That's exactly what I was summoned here. I did it and it's not good enough. So at that point, you know, I felt for Lily. Yeah, there's times that I'm kind of on Lily's side in this movie. Not all the time, but certainly in this part. But now yeah. she goes to after class, no one else is around. She goes to see the professor and he's like, oh, hey, it's you. What, you know, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I wanted to talk to you about all that stuff you were saying about the horror of Babylon, which is not a very nice thing to say because that's my mom. And she kills the professor. We don't see it. It happens off screen. We sort of hear him scream off screen and then students find his body. But yeah, she took insult to her mom. <laughs> like, don't call, don't call somebody's mom a whore or there'll be repercussions that's just how it goes you should have known better that's true in the real world too so that's true come on man how was he to know that's how true. was he <laughs> to know that she was there <laughs> i guess it's not really his fault but yeah so now she's just kind of killing people for funsies her job is over and she's just kind of but it's also like that's probably how she, like a vampire it's probably how she sustains herself like that's how she gets her power and energy is you know that a sexual energy and then I don't think she did anything sexual with the professor. She just straight up killed him. <laughs> but that was more seems like revenge on her part for how she's how he's talking about her mom. So I'm really glad she didn't fuck the professor. Like just because there's too much of that in movies. Then after that, she starts. Lily, Lily goes out. Yeah, now Lily's just out at a club, just picking up guys randomly, doing her because this is what she knows how to do. This is. It might not be her job at the moment because she wasn't summoned specifically to target someone. But this is like this is all she knows how to do is <laughs> pick up guys and fuck them and kill them. She doesn't eat them or anything that I can tell. I mean, she kills them with her sort of fangs. I don't know that she's devouring it, so it's not like she needs it to live. But it's just I don't know. It's what she just knows how to do. It's what she knows how to do. 
it's kind of funny. She's at the club. She's kind of scoping out the scene. Meet Margaret. She's looking at the guys. She has her eyes on one guy, and then another the guy. guy. Says, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> well, for before that, another there's a guy sitting there, and then a guy comes up and kisses him, and she kind of rolls her eyes like, "Oh, gay guys, that doesn't help me at all." Yeah, that was awesome. Like she's disappointed that like, oh, I guess I'm not fucking that guy. <laughs> He's not interested. That was kind of funny, and then. Yeah, she goes over to the guy and starts talking to him. He's like, look, I don't know what you're after, but I don't have that kind of money. That kind of money. And she's like, I'm not a prostitute. What are you talking about? He's like, well, then why are you talking to me? <laughs> Which is, I, I can understand. I understand his point of view. If you're not like some super good looking guy and you're sitting and a very attractive woman comes over and starts talking to you, it's probably a trick or a trap of some sort, you know, because she has no reason to talk to you because you look no like way. you look and she looks like she looks. So... I get where he's coming from. Man, to be honest, I like the quiet guys that are in the corner. Those are usually the dudes that I would talk to you. Well, they're either... Because that guy is one of two things. He's either the guy who just wants, for some reason, has chosen this location instead of some dive bar or something. But maybe he likes the people watch. Who knows? But he just wants to be himself and have a drink. Or he's a serial killer. (laughs) Or he's just there for the, uh, the happy hour women. But he's not making moves or anything. Yeah. And is surprised when she does. But she winds up taking him home. He's a very bad kisser because he's kissing all on her and she's like, oh, it's like turning her head and like, she's like, I'm not, I don't think she's into the foreplay or any of that. Like, she's just get right to it. And then we have, and we only see sort of her sort of top half, but clearly he's going down on her and it's not going well. He's bad at it. Oh. She's like, no, no, no. no." lower yeah she's trying to direct him it's not working she's like here let me do it and she reaches down and you hear a terrible sound and then she comes her hands come back into the shot holding his lower jaw that she has ripped off and it's a pretty decent prop as far as you know it looks all right for this level of budget and then she is i guess guiding his whatever's left of his face to finish the job for herself which is pretty funny too you know, he still had a tongue, though. Or did he? I'm not sure if there was a tongue in there. I don't know. She's making it work. Whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I was just, and she enjoyed it after his jaw was gone. I was just like, man, that's the head from hell. Ba-dum-tsh. Yeah, but no, what else happened after that? So then the rest of the, uh, Emma and Charlie and the rest of the team are kind of researching okay, how do we get rid of her now? We didn't bother to study that part before. So they're on the internet. They're in old books. They're trying to figure out what they need to do to get rid of Lilith. Jenna wakes up from a nightmare again because she just saw what happened with the jaw thing. So she's seeing everything that Lilith is doing when she kills somebody. So it's really messing with her head. She's not having a good time. And Emma admits to Jenna that I kind of knew this was going to happen. Like I didn't, honestly, I didn't think it was going to work. But I knew if it did work that this is what was going to happen and I didn't say anything to you. And so now Jenna and Emma are on the outs because Jenna's like, well, how fucking dare you? Like, we're in this mess because of you then. Like, you should have said something. Yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd excuse of like, I don't know that it holds much water on Emma's part of like, I didn't think it was would work. But if it did, I knew it would be bad. But I didn't think it was going to work. I don't know. Well, then what were you like, even then doing? Why do it? Then why do it? Well, it was probably to kind of just give Jenna peace of mind and mm-hmm. let it let her get it out of her system. Like, oh, we tried. Now you can kind of move on. 
and nothing happened because of course nothing happened because this stuff isn't real whoops it is you know but sorry <laughs> their sort of argument about this is interrupted because charlie calls them from he is at a frat party at what is known as the horniest frat on campus and lilith is there getting drunk and making out with every guy in the place so he's like you guys need to get over here we need to do something because she's gonna probably kill all these dudes so and they say so emma and jen say i guess if we're going there we gotta slut it up which feel that i guess on one hand women do talk to each other that way you know but knowing this again that's this is a part where written knowing that was written by a guy i'm like i don't know, I don't know about that <laughs> i don't know that you need to write that dialogue but yeah I don't, but also girls you know girlfriends do talk to you if they're like that right no not really no not really okay or we'll joke with each other and like, ooh, doing host stuff, you know, yeah, but I mean, ne never like that. I mean, but I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. But so they get, you know, a little, I wouldn't say slutted up. They get dressed up. Emma puts some makeup on for like the first time ever. And Jen puts on like a, a dress instead of whatever she usually wears. And that's the extent of it. And they go but, to this. And then they go there with the intention on roofing. Yeah, they're like, well, what are we going to do when we get there? If only there was some way we could, like, roofie her. And Jen remembers that Kim had a bunch of Ativan left over in the medicine yep. cabinet or something. So they take all of that with them. And they get there. And Lilith is, yeah, just has, like, almost like the kissing booth. Like, she's just sitting on the sofa. And she's making out with the dude. And then she's like, nah, next. And the next guy comes in. So she's, like, just going through all the guys. I guess until she finds whoever her favorite is. I don't know what her plan is, but. So they interrupt her and they're like, hey, you know, come talk to us. And Jen is kind of fake apologizing and say, look, I was very rude to you. You're right. You're just doing what we asked you to do. We're sorry and we can be friends. But this is all a distraction so that they can dose her, and roofie her with all this Ativan. And I don't, this is, for me, this is a problem because I feel like, if, yeah, she's in a human body. But she's in a human body that can shape shift and do all kinds of other stuff. And can't get pregnant. I don't know that this should even work on her. Mm -hmm. She should be made of sort of hardier stuff than this. She should be kind of like, wait, did you try to roofie me? That's adorable. But it actually works. She gets real drowsy. And so they have to, and it's a nice touch because if in life, if you saw like two guys escorting a passed out woman out of a party, you'd be like, whoa, motherfuckers, stop. You know, mm -hmm. but it's two girls taking her out. And Charlie still has to be like, hey, it's all right. They're her friends. Don't worry about it. She's too drunk. He still has to explain to the rest of the party why they're taking this woman, this passed out woman away. So that was a nice little touch. Because it's two girls doing it. You don't worry about it. I don't know. It's girls can get up to bed in business too. Oh, man. Like, you never want to roofie anybody. I was just like, uh, I just, I was like, oh, I could see some idiot getting this idea and like probably trying it. But, you know, I don't know. I just had a mixed feelings because I have had friends that have been really, really hurt by roofies. So that was kind of, uh, I felt like I was like, even if we're using roofies for good, <laughs> it still didn't feel right to me. Yeah. But I was yeah, like, I mean, it sucks that it might give someone the idea that, hey, Ativan could work too. But I mean, she's a demon. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just like, you know, as what's, long as, yeah. That, what's that's the responsibility like, here? A demon that's killing people, so. Um, so they take her to, like, 
the locker room and there's like the cage, the equipment cage or whatever. And they have her strapped to a chair and they are locked behind this, in this cage. And they're like, hey, we gave you a bunch of Ativan, which A, makes you drowsy and whatever, but also another side effect is loss of libido and what's a succubus without a libido. So have fun. I don't know what the next step of their plan was. Cause now what are you going to, like, you're just going to keep her in here forever. Or I think it's just to like, until we can, it's to keep her out of sight, out of mind and not dangerous until they can figure out what the next step is, how they can unsummon her or send her away or whatever. So they're just biding time. But she, and this is a scene I really like, and it's probably the clip I'll put at the beginning. She laughs at them. She wakes up in this chair and she laughs hysterically at them and is like, you, I think she calls them sorry bitches. She's yeah. Like, you guys are stupid. You do really think you can keep me in here like like are you planning to kill me because i don't know what you think this is going to accomplish i'm going to get out of here and now i'm angry i wasn't before i was a little upset sad that you didn't want to be friends but now we're like enemies i'm going to kill you all it's going to hurt it's going to be slow and she says and i'm going to fuck myself with whatever's left yes i Which thought is, that was funny that's too. a solid threat as far as threats go <laughs> I'm gonna mutilate you and fuck myself with your remains. Pretty good threat. I would pay attention to that. So they're like, well, shit. And they leave to go and do their studying. Lilith has, I guess, kind of a siren song, sort of, which we haven't seen before, but she, I mean, who knows what her power, her full power set is, but she, there's a guy, there's a jock guy outside playing basketball, and he's sort of like, I don't know. We don't hear anything, but he must like hear her voice on the wind, like a siren song or something, because he sort of wanders off the basketball court and into the locker room. And we don't see it, but the gist is that, you know, she lures this guy in to set her free. So that didn't last very long. <laughs> they should have seen that coming. Boy, we're in the home stress already. This is going fast. After that, so then, what's your face? The Wiccan girl. She wants to call her girlfriend to hear her voice because that's what happened next, right? Yeah, Emma calls Kim and is, yeah, it's very sad because she hasn't seen her in a while and she loves her and is like, I'm sorry for what I did. I should have listened to you. This has gone horribly wrong, but I think I have figured out what we need to do. I think I figured out the solution. I think I know how to break their bond and be done with this. So can you please come over and help me and we can talk about this. And she also writes, sort of writes what the solution is and what she's figured out in a notebook or, which I don't know why she did, other than for plot convenience, I'm not sure why she did this instead of just calling Jen, but she writes it all down in a notebook and doorbell rings, she goes to answer it. It's Kim, she sort, of apolog- she sort of apologizes and Kim comes in, they start making out. And then Kim's not Kim. Kim is Lilith, shapeshifted to look like Kim. And she wants to know, rather than just killing Emma straight out, she's like, okay, what are you guys planning? Emma? You guys are planning something. You're coming up with something to kill me or get rid of me. And I want to know what it is so I can stop it. She won't tell her. And then the doorbell rings again. And it's real Kim this time. And now fake Emma goes, it's kind of a cool scene because it's a nice little switcheroo. The door is answered for Kim by Lilith now disguised as Emma who lets her in and Emma walks into the room and sees, or Kim walks into the room and sees real Emma bowed and gagged on the bed and realizes and then you turn shit. Around. Yeah, she turns and around and it's 
Lilith in her demon form. I like Lilith. <laughs> and it kind of fades to black when we come back in. Emma is tied up in a chair. Or no, Emma's still tied up on the bed. Kim is tied up in a chair. And Lilith is not torturing them, but she's basically saying, Emma, tell me what you're tell me what you're planning, tell me what you're doing, or I'm gonna kill your girlfriend. And it's kind of, it's an effective scene because Emma's crying and is like, no, she had nothing to do with this. And she says, she's mine, she's not yours, which I thought was a really nice, I don't know, like expression of, uh, I don't know. You know, it's like, don't hurt her, let her do whatever you want to do me, kill me, but let her go, she doesn't have anything to do with this. And this is usually the scene you have that's a guy saying this because his girlfriend is tied up, you know what I mean? And so to have it be, this lesbian couple, it's a nice little, I don't know. I mean, it is a little, or barrier gaze, is that what they call it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And it, it worked for me. And um, <laughs> Lilith kills Kim, snaps her neck right in front of Emma. And then, cause I think she's figured out that Emma's not gonna tell me anything. So, and then we sort of see her approaching Emma. Jen has gotten a call from Charlie. Cause Emma, for some reason, Emma called Charlie and was like, hey, are you by Jenna? Get a, get a hold of Jenna and get her over here instead of just calling Jenna. Or maybe maybe the idea is that Jenna won't answer the phone if Emma's calling because they're fighting. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like this is an important situation where you should just take her call or text her or something. I don't know. But plot reasons. It's a movie. You got to do what you got to do. She yeah, probably she's, she's still mad about it. But I would think that in this situation where you yeah. are trying to, you know, get rid of a demon you summoned who's planning to kill you all, if your friend you're not getting along with who's doing the research tries to call you, you should maybe just answer it anyway. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, work, yeah. work your shit out later. But anyway, Charlie calls Jenna and is like, hey, get over to Emma. She thinks she's figured it out. Jenna shows up and finds Emma and Kim dead. So her friend group has <laughs> shrunk dramatically in the last few minutes. So it's just her and Charlie left. But she does find a notebook, the note that conveniently Emma left for her. So now she sort of knows what, Emma was planning or had found out on how to break this bond. She gets done talking to the police and everything. She's leaving and Lilith calls her from, yeah, now she answers the phone. <laughs> I suppose she knows Emma's dead, but she gets a call from Emma and it's Lilith on Emma's phone. And she's like, hey, you know, I guess you found Emma. I'm sorry, I, like, I had to kill your friends or whatever, but I know you're planning something and you should stop it. And she has a little discussion about like, I've never done stuff with a girl before. So that was interesting. Like, she even wonders to herself, like, are there bisexual <laughs> succubuses? Like, there's incubuses, which are guys who do this to women, and they're succubuses. And I've exclusively done this to men. I've never done stuff with women before, but I'm maybe kind of getting a taste for it. <laughs> and I wonder if I'm bisexual now. So that was an interesting little conversation, I thought. And then she's like, but your friends taste good, and you have one left, and I'm wondering how he's going to taste. And she's outside Charlie's place watching him from the window. So now, like, the clock is ticking. Jenna has to get to Charlie as fast as she can. There's a knock on the door. Charlie answers the door, and it's Jenna. And this is a kind of a great piece of acting, because it's hard. To, it's, it's Jenna pretending to be, because it's Lilith, it's Lilith shape changed into Jenna, but the actress who's playing Jenna has to play a very specific thing that I think is difficult to do, and I think she does it really well, which is Lilith pretending to be Jenna pretending to be scared it's hard to That's awesome because she's definitely not her normal self like she is behaving the way that Lilith thinks Jenna is but not the way Jenna actually is 
So it's it's a tricky bit of acting that I think she pulls off pretty well. But she's very like, oh, Char you know, Charlie, I'm scared and hugging him, starts kissing him, which is, I mean, it's his dream come true. But he's smart enough to be like, hold on a sec. This <laughs> is all the time for this. And sort of not rebuffs her, but like, like this is great. But we have other things to do, right? Which makes Lilith mad and she turns into regular Lilith. She's like, oh, I almost got you. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's a great conversation about kind of consent where he's like, do whatever you're going to do. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to tell you anything. And she's like, wait a second. Do you think that I would like rape you? Like, do you think I'm going to fuck you and kill you without you? No, that's not how I do things. Ick. What are you talking I, about? I was really, really happy that they put consent in there. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, this movie's definitely a movie of its time for sure. But yeah, she's like, no, you're going to, you're gonna have sex with me willingly, trust me, because I can be whoever, whoever, you, whoever you want. I can be, and she does a whole bunch of shape shifting, and it's all kind of, I mean, it's not like a morph effect or anything. It's cutaways and things, so you know, for budgetary reasons, but it still works pretty well. She's like, I could be older, taller, shorter, younger, and she's like, I don't know, like a thirteen or fourteen year old girl, so she's really like seeing what he's about, and then turns back into regular Jenna, but in like kind of a sexy dress or whatever and he you know she's like look let's break it down I'm probably gonna kill you either way why not go out I mean if you have if you're gonna die you could go out I, I, I look like Jenna I feel like Jenna I can moan like Jenna if you want all this stuff really selling it to him like if I'm gonna kill you anyway you might as well go happy go out like this why not and that, I guess, convinces him enough. And he's like, well, fuck, she's right, I guess. Like, so kind of start making out. But just in time for real Jenna to get there and interrupt them. She's pissed. Yeah, she kind of turns back into her demon form, the green look. And she, Jenna... Gets a hold of the book, right? Yeah, well, she has... She kind of knows... Because she's read whatever Emma left her. She has a knife. Lilith also has a knife. Because Lilith winds up stabbing Charlie in the stomach. And so he's dying. And Lilith is coming after. There's a bit of a, not a fist fight. There's a bit of a struggle. Jenna gets kind of thrown across the room. And Lilith is about to munch down on Charlie and really kill him. Kill him. And Jenna does the thing she needs to do that Emma figured out I guess to do you want me to say what it is I would love it if you would say what it is <laughs> because Jenna takes out Lilith by stabbing herself in the pussy in the vagina thank you thank you <laughs> the vagina because they have that blood bond yeah that's where the tingle of their bond was I don't know if it's like a if it's like a female circumcision thing if it's like was it this a, is like my pleasure or if it's literally just stabbed in the I don't know it hurts whatever it is because she starts screaming yeah I'm like did she just did that girl just stab herself there yeah uh, it's, it's rough and I'm glad you said it and not me because I didn't want to say it. in fact there's I, a, I noticed you were struggling <laughs> I didn't I didn't mention it earlier but there and this is another sort of the issue I have with this was written by a man versus written by a woman there's a scene with Jenna and Charlie in the library earlier when they're researching and Charlie says something about I bet she has I bet her pussy's like an ice box I just don't you know what I don't need unless it is in an intimate 
one-on-one personal situation with your partner and you're dirty talking or whatever, I don't need to hear a guy say pussy at all. Yeah. I don't like it. Say something. There's lots of other words you could say. There's just something about it. I don't like it. And so him saying that, I was like, that's terrible. They could say vagina. That's just me. They can say there's something, yeah, there's just something about that guy sitting in a library, which is a place of learning, and saying the word puss the way he did, I, just, I don't like it. But ugh. anyway, so yeah, Jenna stabs herself in her own vagina, and Lilith like cracks appear in her skin, and then she straight up explodes and covers the room in blood, which I don't think anyone was expecting. I wasn't expecting. I thought it'd be like, oh no, I'm melting. Oh, what a world. And back to hell she goes, but she straight up explodes. They don't know if they have killed her or just sent her back to hell. It's all very kind of up in the air, but she's gone regardless. The blood bond is broken. Yes, and Lilith has been unsummoned or killed or sent away regardless. So the threat is over. Not without its cost, because Charlie is dying. Well, they're both bleeding out, because they've both been stabbed in various places. They get put in an ambulance. No, Holding hands in the ambulance. Here's what's great. I love, love the last couple minutes, the last, like, minute of this movie, because obviously this whole day, he's had this crush on her, and there was the whole, you know, Lilith trying to seduce him as Jenna. So any other movie you know you're building up to the moment where like they get together and they're in the ambulance and they're you know they're both covered in blood and the ENTs are working on them and they kind of reach out and hold each other's hand and the next thing we see is them in the hospital sort of after recovery um Jenna's still in the hospital bed Charlie comes in like hauling his IV on wheels you know to have a conversation you know and they have a conversation about how like it sucks that our friends are dead but at least Lilith is gone and really makes you think huh, about good and evil and all this stuff and the last line the last things of the movie before the credits roll and I love it so much is you kind of get the swelling of the music like you would in any other movie and he turns to her and he's like look maybe when this is all over you and I could and she looks up at him and she goes no like just she is so like he really thought like this was his movie moment to be like I'm finally gonna get the girl and she shuts it down so hard and so fast it's hilarious to me I cracked up I was just I, I felt a little bit sad for Charlie though yeah but also it's it I mean hey that's reality for you yeah un- unrequited love sucks but movies have taught you that like oh if I just keep at it long enough, and he's not like a pressuring guy you know he's not the I'll wear her down guy he seems content to just sit back and wait you know but yeah movies have taught you that if you wait long enough eventually she'll come around and that's not how it fucking works like yeah. maybe 80 percent of the time you know so I like, yeah i like good. that it build up this expectation of like oh here's the moment where they kiss for real and she's just no and then is looking at him like the look she gives him of like are you out of your fucking mind right now are you kidding me that you would say that to me in this moment and then just credits roll. It's so, I liked it a lot. So I'm hoping, I think, have I turned you around on this movie at all? I think you thought it was pretty dumb and stupid. But now having heard why I like it so much, have I turned you around a little bit? A little bit, yes. But only for like the friendships and the acting. And I'll go from giving it a D to a B minus. Okay, no, 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 we're going C. We're going C okay. plus. That was a pretty big jump. 
<laughs> we, don't, we don't have to agree. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't give it an A plus or anything. I think. A, but I can, yeah, but I can see where you found. A B minus, I'll give it. The endearingness of it. I just, I laughed the entire time, which was also awesome because I was laughing instead of watching the news and being upset. Yeah, even if you don't like it, you're still having a pretty good time. Like it's it's a fun, breezy 90 minutes, you know. And, I mean, Meatloaf and I had fun making commentary to ourselves. I just, and I kind of loved how the, what's her name? Carrie, the short haired girl? Uh, Emma? The, yeah, the Wiccan, yeah. I just, she had like a little bit of Perusa bulk vibes, but like, or well, I don't know what, the girl from the craft, I just, I was like, but she's like much nicer. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't look terrifying at all times the way that Bruce Mulk does. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I tell you what, though, because the, the first Lilith that I was watching, I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to talk about this? And it's just the acting was so bad. So when I watched the other Lilith, it was actually better produced. So like a higher budget movie, but not as good you know and i'm not like i'm not i think that their budgets were comparable i want to say i haven't watched that other one yet i well, feel that one i feel bad and i'm glad i'm so glad because you sent me a photo of you you're like here we go we're watching lilith you sent me thank god you did but you sent me a photo of what you were watching on tv and i looked at it and i went that's not the movie we're supposed to be watching so i let you know right away i was like i think you got the wrong one so I'm glad yeah, that, that we caught that or else this would have been a real awkward episode if we were talking about two different movies. <laughs> be an interesting experiment, I guess. You talk about the one you watched, I'll talk about the one I watched and we'll see if we have any common ground. Okay. I wish I watched yours because actually like when I'm looking back at it, you know, ours was much better. I will, I will watch it and check it out. Yeah, I don't know. I had fun with this one. That is Lilith from 2019. It is that time of the episode where I press the magic button to find out what next week's movie chosen completely at random everything streaming will be pressing the magic button right now and... we're on a real horror kick next week's movie is camera it is on prime and tubi looks like what's it say Tamara, an unattractive girl who's picked on by her peers returns after her death as a sexy seductress to exact revenge this is thematically we're kind of on we're kind of on point here it's all about women getting revenge. Yeah, we're on a we're on a little streak here. Looks, I've never seen this before. So, I've that never is heard from Tamara from two thousand and six. Yep, on Prime and Tubi. That's everyone's homework for next week. Where can people find you, my friend? I am Obriwan on Twitter. It's O B R E W A N. I'm also Obi-Wan on Instagram. And that's basically all I do, Instagram and Twitter. I am at Heath Lambert 78. The show is at That's So Random P2. The show has an email address, That's So Random Pod at gmail.com. Artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey, who's at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter. Check out his stuff. Somebody I'm else? so happy that I got invited to be back. Of course. I knew, I knew. After the last one, I was like, oh, she'd be good on other stuff, not just, you know, that specific topic of movies. A lot like, well, the same as I was with Emily. Like, I, there was a purpose, sort of, and I, you know, with the first 
movie that I had you on, then it's like, oh no, she's a really good guest and she can do whatever movie I do. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be on a certain topic or whatever. So it I'm very- me, I'm, Give me I'm, an excuse to watch movies, which I haven't done in a while, so. Well, we'll have you on again before too long. And I am glad that uh, we are friends now. Yeah, and I hope everybody that watches this movie, if you haven't yet, I hope you love it. And please watch it with a friend because it's always more fun to watch movies with friends. Everything's better with friends. Yeah. It's true. All right, that will do it for me this week, everybody. We'll see you next week for Tamara. Have a great week. Goodbye.